Welcome to Bite Size Podcast today. Today we continue in our attempt to define love. We found out what the Word of God says about love and what it means to us today. We'll continue to stretch this topic as far as we can. So we won't limit it in terms of episodes or weeks. But we'll go as far as God allows us and as far as the Bible speaks. We're still focusing on the theme on love. This theme will be covered in multiple episodes. And this is episode four of this theme. And thank you for joining us. God is perfect. If his love lives in us, then it means we have perfect love. A love that gives without expectation or demand, but gives of itself because it sees a need. We are all called into such a love. A love that is perfected by being in him. This love has no fear, but it casts it out. It is the opposite of fear. We cannot love without the love that comes from God. Remember, we love because he first loves, loved us. We are busy working out what he works in us if we love one another as we love him. This is what we are called to. In fact, it's what we are commanded to do to love our neighbor as ourselves, Friends, this is where we ended yesterday's episode. (coughs) But we also said we are commanded to love. Today I want us to spend some time looking into this commandment of love. It is not a new commandment, but one of old. It has always been there and has always been at the core of all God's commandments. Well, this is not my opinion, but as we will see, it is an instruction of God. We'll start our discussion today in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and we'll read verses 35 to 40. It reads like this. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It's quite an amazing answer from Jesus. First of all, he is asked, which law is the greatest? 
he not only gave the greatest law but he gives the second which is like unto it but i want us to go into detail and look at his answer as we continue today first he says thou shall love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and the great commandment firstly i think i think it is important that i first mention here that jesus was not coming up with a new law he wasn't establishing a new way he says he has not come to abolish the law but to fulfill it he was merely quoting moses in the book of deuteronomy in fact we can go there to deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 when moses is giving the law to the children of israel he says this and thou shall love the lord thy god with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy might so this was the same commandment god gave to the children of israel through moses but here we see jesus seeming like he is giving it preeminence as the greatest commandment above all other commandments there is though something even more interesting about this commandment if we read further in the book of deuteronomy which shows why jesus said this is the greatest of the commandment if we read in the book of deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 13 it reads like this it says and it shall come to pass if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments which i command you this day to love the lord your god and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul so moses here equates loving god to diligently hearkening to his commandments so the reason jesus gives this commandment preeminence is because if we reading back in the book of deuteronomy when it's given moses says if you shall listen and diligently and walk in these commandments which is to love the lord your god and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul Moses is saying we show our love for God not by anything else but how true we are to his commandments how we walk according to his commandments how we live our lives according to his commandments in today's times we will say we show love for God by how true we live a life closely resembling his word What this means is that I cannot live in darkness of sin and yet claim to love God. Because he has commanded me to seek his righteousness and live in it and to resist sin and the devil. So my walk of life of love is one that walks according to every word. that God has given in every area of my life I need to walk according to the word of God 
then I show my love towards God by walking in that way. Moses says, love God and serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. What Moses is saying is that there should be anything. There shouldn't be anything out of you that does not love God. But I think Jesus encapsulates this even even, even better. When we look in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 27 to 28, it reads like this. It says, Ye have heard that it was said of them, by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh at a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So Jesus is taking to the granular level to say how you keep the law of God is not just that you are pure on the outside. It's not that you are clean on the outside. The Bible says he is clean, not the one who is clean on the outside, but he who is clean on the inside. It is not how we present ourselves, but how we live each and every day and about the conviction of our hearts. You see, Jesus is saying, don't let any members of yourself, of your body, of your soul, of your spirit, of your mind, don't let any of it serve sin. Because the moment you are doing that, then you are not truly and fully loving God. You see, the love we are commanded to have towards God is one that is full of surrender. Surrender of everything that we are to Him. We show our love by being and doing what God has commanded us to do in His Word. You see, we were created full fellowship and communion with God and is this that the love of God brings us back into the gift of God which is given as a token of his love is meant to reconcile us back to this original purpose of full fellowship and communion with him We're called to a love so pure that it does not want to associate any member of its body to disobedience, to walking in sin. Moses says, to love God is to keep his commandment. And if we are to judge by this standard, I think we all ought to ask ourselves this very question. Do we really love God? Because you see, it's not what we say. It's how are we living our lives. And I think once we we get this answer, there is a need for all of us to go back to him in repentance. That he may restore us and fill us with his reverent love. Jesus says this is the greatest commandment. Because in it, all other commandments are fulfilled. In 1 John 
chapter 5, verse 2 to 3, the Apostle John says this, By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God, and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. The Apostle John says, the love of God is that we keep his commandments. Secondly, Jesus in our passage in the book of Matthew chapter 22 says, And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now this, this I found very fascinating because Jesus equates the love for others to the love for God. If you read further, he says, it is, un, is it like unto it? And I questioned myself, why would Jesus do that? And the only conclusion I could come up Two was that when we love God and are filled with his love, we cannot help but love man who are his creation that he gave his gift of love for. You see, Jesus was a gift of love from God that was given for the world. It was given for me and you, for human beings, to be reconciled and saved to God, to inherit eternal life. But there's also the issue of a neighbor. And I think Jesus addresses this um, in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 27 to 37, in explaining who our neighbor really is. <coughs> and it reads like this. And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord. The Lord thy God with all of thy heart and with all of thy soul and with all of thy strength and with all of thy mind and thy neighbor is thyself. And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast answered right. Do this and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. There's that word again that we encountered yesterday. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, 
and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do likewise. So Jesus, in explaining who a neighbor is, explains it in a story. And he says, A man came upon thieves, they robbed him, they beat him, they left him half dead. Now, a man of God, a priest came. He didn't bother. And likewise, a Levite came and he didn't bother to help. But a man who had no relation to the man that was beaten, even according to tribe. In fact, we know in Bible history that Samaritans and Israelites didn't didn't see eye to eye. Yet a Samaritan had compassion. He had compassion on this man. You see, neighborliness is determined by the compassion that we have for God's people. And Jesus is saying, when he says, love thy neighbor as thyself, he's saying, have the same compassion that you would have on yourself. On the people of God. He's saying show the same care and the same concern that you will show for yourself on the people of God. You see, he's saying we ought to give love freely, expecting nothing in return. Like we said yesterday, love resembles love. Just like he gave freely of himself, fully knowing that as he gave himself as a gift of love, most of us would reject him. Yet it did not stop him. And as the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Jesus gave of himself with humility Although he was God, he humbled himself unto death, even death on the cross. But when Jesus is speaking about a neighbor, 
as a stranger. He's also not speaking a new concept. He is also quoting from the Old Testament. Now in the book of Leviticus chapter 19 verse 34, Moses gives this commandment to the children of Israel. It reads like this, But the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and thou shalt love him as thyself. For ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. <clears throat> Moses says, Thou shalt love him as thyself. Speaking of the stranger. Now think of how you love yourself. Think of what lengths you would go to because of the love you have for yourself. You see, that is how we are commanded to love our neighbor. And I know that this sometimes may seem radical or extreme, but this is what the word of the Lord says. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And I think we've established who our neighbor is. And I just want to say one last thing on this before we move on. I have loved myself enough to understand that I need God in order to have eternal life. That is the same love I should have for my neighbor to be able to offer them what will help them to get eternal life. And that's just one of the examples that I can make. The third and the last thing in our scripture says, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now this for me is an extremely bold statement by our Lord. And saying all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So what he's saying is that love for God and love for her neighbor is the foundational thing upon which every other law or commandment that has been given hang. So without the foundation of love, of loving God with all our hearts and with all our soul and with all our mind and loving our neighbor as ourselves, our true understanding of the Bible that we've been given is lacking because this is the foundation upon which everything should be built. It's, it's like going out and buying designer clothes, expensive clothes with nowhere to hang them. When we keep all of the law, the commandments of God, except the one to love. Love, says the Bible, is the chief thing. In fact, let's read in the book of Corinthians, chapter 13. We'll read verse 1 to verse 3. It says this, If I can speak in the tongues of men, and even of angels, but have not love, 
that reasoning intentional spiritual devotion such as inspired by God's love for and in us. I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have a prophet, if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge. And if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be bent, or in order that I may glory, but have not love, I gain nothing. It does not matter what I do, either in my own self or as a vessel anointed by God or by His Holy Spirit. If I do not have love, then there is no value or benefit to anything that I can do. Love for me is that it adds that that thing that is needed for the value to be built in everything that I do. If I walk my walk in God without love, then I am not walking the right way. Friends, we are called to love. We are commanded to love. And then Jesus says, everything else hangs on loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. It says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. The whole entire word of God hangs on these two commandments. What kind of thing is this love? That it is at the core of everything that we are called and commanded to do. Let me close by this. In the same book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and in verse 13 it says this, And so faith, hope, love abide. Faith, the conviction and belief, respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope the joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Friends, love is the chief thing. 
if it is the foundation of everything God has commanded in his law it is the foundation of everything God has done through his prophets even the word we have today by which we ought to live our lives has its foundation on love you see the gospel is founded on love john 3:16 says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten it was love that compelled him and it should be love that compels us in our walk with him we ought to build the understanding of the word we have on a foundation of love love is the chief thing what more can i say about love about what love is you see love is the foundation upon which we ought to build our lives in christ love is the chief thing Well, friends, we'll end here today. Join us on Monday as we wrap up defining love. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for tuning into Bite Size today. May God bless you and keep you. Well, if you want to get in contact with us or you have any questions or comments or you want to get in contact to find out how you can learn more about what the bible says you can do so through our social media pages on facebook we are bite sized on twitter it's at bite underscore word on instagram it's bite word or you can send us an email on bite sized zero at gmail.com again thank you for tuning in and goodbye